Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, February 9th, 2022, and this is day 1425 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and glorify you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. There is none like you. Thank you so much for providing for us, even when we may not even realize it, how you're keeping a hedge of protection all around us, keeping us safe from all harm and danger, and and how you allow us to be in certain places at certain times to, to be a blessing to other people and also receive a blessing. I thank you, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is, it's time to shift. It's time to shift directions. Uh, It's time to shift in certain areas of our lives that the Lord is showing us, but it might not feel good. (laughs) The way that it's happening, the way it's coming about, it's, it's not like, okay, dear daughter, dear son, let's go this way now. No, it, it can also come about uh, because of a disruption in your life, because of trouble, because of a trial, and it's God's way of shifting us. So we're going to be coming out of Second Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, one of my favorite Bible truths. <laughs> Y'all, if you can see in my Bible, okay, so whenever I share a message on the podcast, I always write the date, and I, I put MI15, so I know that it was for that, not for regular Bible study or anything. I've got so so many times I've shared this, but every time I share it, God gives me a new perspective, a new um, meaning. Uh, so you can take the same scriptures and it will fit uh, certain uh, parameters in our lives and what we're dealing with. So in this case today, it's going to be about shifting what happened to this widow woman uh, with this oil. Uh, so let's go, let's dive into Second Kings chapter 4, verse 1. It says, the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha. So the company of the prophets was like a school of prophets. And uh, there were thousands of them that knew that they were serving God and they were called of God to be prophets. And that's who God used during this time to bring the message to the people. And so Elisha was uh, over uh, the prophets, the school of prophets at that time. So it says, your servant, my husband, she says, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. So that was permissible um, to take. If someone died, especially if the husband died, who was the main provider for that family, um, and if he owed a debt, uh, then the creditors could take the sons uh, to work it off, to pay the debt off, 
but the problem is the sons were needed to take care of the the mother uh, at that time widows if they didn't have sons would be uh destitute in destitute i mean they would they would go right into poverty they you know they would struggle it would be extremely hard for them and uh so she lost her two sons she could literally just lose her life because she needed them and so she says to the prophet that they're coming to take my two sons as slaves verse 2 elisha replied to her how can i help you tell me what do you have in your house so he asked her two questions that are very pivotal uh how can i help and uh what do you have in your house what a question right you would think oh i'm so sorry for you you maybe say something like that but no he's he understands and he's stating something that he's wanting her showing her how to go deeper how to realize what she has so she says your servant has nothing there at all she said except a small jar of olive oil and uh that was not significant uh just a small jar jar of olive oil verse 3 says elisha said go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars don't ask for just a few then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons pour oil into all the jars and as each is filled put it to one side you know you want it makes me wonder did you hear what she said all she had was a little bit of oil <laughs> and he's telling her go to your neighbors and borrow jars so that is a shift she didn't have to do that before you know her husband took care of them so now she's having to go out and do something that she's never done before more more than likely and her boys were with her and you notice he says shut the door behind you and your sons so you're bringing the family together and it's between you all no one else shut the world out because they're going to be your naysayers they're going to say no you shouldn't do that or girl you crazy you know good well you shouldn't be doing that you know you need to just go ahead and sign up for welfare uh whatever the case may be but in and and nothing wrong with signing up for welfare but i'm just saying in some cases that's not what god would have us to do and in this case this is not what he had her to do and then he told her to pour oil into all the jars and each is filled put it once it's filled put it to the side uh verse five says she left him and shut the door behind her and her sons you notice she was obedient you know even though it sounded really weird to her i would imagine she still did it and so she shut the door behind her and her sons they brought the jars to her and kept pouring the oil because of her obedience to god god blessed her and that was a miracle for that little oil to stretch so far you'd be amazed at what you have in your house and when all the jars were full she said to her son bring me another one her faith was strengthened she was getting happy with this let's keep it going <laughs> Oh my goodness, when I said you would be amazed at what's in your house, not just that physical building of a house that you live in, but that house, your temple of God, your body, what do you have that God has blessed you with to do? He's given you a mindset, he's given you gifts to grow, he's given you faith. 
uh, as you serve him, your faith gets stronger. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She completed her task. So the oil stopped. She went and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts and you and your sons will live, can live on what is left. So that is so mind blowing to me because he's saying to her now, this is what, this is what I see from an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurship standpoint. She had a business, y'all. She was manufacturing, you know, mass producing and distributing. She was doing sales. And so now they're going to go sell what's left and then pay the debts and live on what is left. To live, he didn't say survive. (laughs) He said live, not just you, but you and your boys. Look at God. That is a lot of money. And you notice he wanted to do things decently in order. So pay your debts first, then go and live on what is left. Wow. I've got four points for you today. Point number one, a shift takes place to move us to our next mission, our next assignment, whatever it is that God has called us to do. That shift just as it did with her, the death of her husband, shifted her and God was there all along. What is God shifting you from and to? You might be kicking against it because it's just like, oh my goodness, this is what I, you know, I had planned to use my retirement for this and now I need to use it to raise my grandchildren. You know, all of a sudden I've got four grandchildren. This is real stuff too, because I talk to lots of grandparents and a lot of, uh, uh, some of them that bring their children to T-Zone that are going through the same, they're bringing their grandchildren going through the same thing. Like, what am I to do? I'm living in an apartment right now that was just for me. I need a house now big enough for four children. What do I do? Hey, you could do the work. You go and do what God told you to do. And that's what one grandparent did, Miss Ophelia. Oh my goodness. And God blessed her as she did the work and made, filled out applications, did all the things he told her to do. And then he blessed her with a bigger home. So each of her grandchildren had their own room. Uh, it, it, it was, now if you talk to her, you know, sometimes it looks like, oh my goodness, this is just glorious and wonderful. But there is some pain sometimes associated with the shifting. There's some hurting sometimes. There is some confusion sometimes. But when she trusted God and totally yielded to him, I'm telling you what she said. (laughs) She said, you know, God worked it all out in so many words. That's what she said. Point number two, a shift is usually way outside of your comfort zone. It first, at first, it may seem or feel overwhelming. Now, this widow woman, she was overwhelmed and rightfully so. And same with you, whatever it is that's happening, all of a sudden your, your company shuts down. What on earth am I going to do now? So many people, when that happened with, with COVID or the plague is what I call it, you know, 
they ended up recognizing the gifts and skills they had within them and started their own businesses because they did not want to go back into the workforce. But it was a shift that shook them up and um, helped them to recognize what they had in their house (laughs) all along, right? What do you have in your house? What is God calling you to do? Point number three, a shift stretches us and grows our faith in God, not in ourselves, not in other people. You notice how the prophet told her, go in your house and shut the door. Don't worry about what everybody else is saying. You know, God may have you talk to a select few uh, that he's directed you to, and you be obedient and go to them just as she knew to go to the man of God, right? She knew to go to God. And this, this, and he gave her instructions that seemed far fetched. <laughs> I mean, far fetched. I'm up here mourning, and you telling me uh, to, you know, to how can I help you? I, I need you to comfort me right now. You're telling me or asking me what do I have in my house? He was getting her to think. And God will do that. What do you have? And all of a sudden, you'll start thinking of all the things you can do in order to survive, but not just survive, to thrive according to what God has given you. Point number four, a shift taps into other undeveloped gifts God has blessed us with that we did not realize we had. I think about my sister, we, uh, two of my, both my sisters, Joyce and Jill, we started off with this, with our bakery, uh, Big Mama's Bakery, the three of us together. And we started in Raytown, was there for five years. And then my uh, sister, Jill and her husband, they shifted off and decided to do something different. It was just me and my sister, Joyce. Uh, Crown Center came knocking and said, we want you here. Could you please come? It was really, ooh, it's a long story, but I'm just kind of summing it up and, We were there for five years and God said, time's up. And he told me he's going to have me doing full-time ministry. Uh, I had no idea what that would look like. (laughs) And this is part of it, the podcast and serving the youth and, you know, teaching Bible study at the church. But I'm still, you know, I'm I'm using the gifts he's given me in teaching in every area. I'm doing trainings. That's teaching. That's a gift. Same with you. What is it? So with my sister Joyce, after we shut it down, she recognized some gifts she had. She shifted and she began making cakes, experimenting with pies and cheesecakes and decorating them. And and then it, she turned it into another business and started selling. My, my birthday was um whatever day it was last week. We bought my favorite cake <laughs> from her, which is a delicious carrot cake that she makes. Oh my goodness. And and I used to get a carrot cake all the time from Jack Stack, which I thought was the best because I'm not a big cake person. And then I tasted my sister's. I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't know you made it. I'm buying it from you from here on out. And whenever we have anything, I get it from her. And she's, you know, just blowing up, but it's taking time. She's shifting to where she's making food, dinners. And I've got a niece, Shyla, doing the same, making, she's a great, she's a chef. My niece is like a chef. It's a, it's a gift that she's got. And she sells these magnificent dinners. And my, I'll tell you how, how magnificent her dinners are. Um, my husband's birthday was in January. And I said, where do you want to go to eat? 
He goes, what's Shiloh making? <laughs> I said, well, let me find out. And he said, let's just get dinners from Shiloh. And I'm like, okay. They were delicious. Better than any restaurant, y'all. I promise you. Um, so the shift takes place uh, many times when we are in trouble. And, and, it, and it can be uh, pressurizing and overwhelming. But it's God saying, move. I remember when my parents divorced. I was seven years old. I'm the oldest of five. My youngest sister uh, at that time, Jill, um, was seven. And I have two other sisters, too, that when my father remarried, had two other beautiful girls, and which are my baby sisters. Um, so anyway, when they divorced, there was a great shift that took place. And my mother had a choice. She could leave us, too. My father left us, uh, moved out of town, and and basically, you know, we no longer existed to him. He did not send child support, none of those things. So it was a major struggle. We went from middle income. Uh, he was an entrepreneur. He was the, you know, uh, worked for as a fireman. And my mother was the housewife taking care of everything. And, you know, it was just a glorious little life until that happened. And it shifted everything. And uh, she said she literally had a nervous breakdown. She didn't know it. And when she went to the doctor after several sessions, I guess, or a few sessions, I don't know. And he said, um, you need to do something serving other people, helping other people. And, and it helped her to think about what that would be. Well, a nursing program came up and she went to it, I think, a year or two and became an LPN. And that is how she provided for us. Uh, she worked two jobs most of the time and and sacrificed on raising us up. Uh, and it wasn't perfect, uh, not at all, but we never lacked anything. I mean, we didn't always have a, you know, meat with every meal. We had lots of fried potatoes. <laughs> we were very creative. and But the thing was, we had lots of love and joy, uh, fun. You know, and I mean, she was a disciplinarian, so if people, in the, you know, we got in trouble. <laughs> but I'll tell you, we could have struggled even more uh, had she not shifted. And we didn't know the Lord then, but he was still with us. He was giving her what to do, and she yielded, she obeyed, and, and uh, she found out that she had a great love for the elderly. Isn't that something? She loved working in nursing homes. She would be the head nurse in nursing homes and loved the elderly, loved helping them and working with them. And so not only was she being blessed, but she was a blessing. What has God given you to do that's disrupted your whole life, right? And he's shifting you into a whole nother realm, a whole nother area. Grab hold to it, accept it, and trust God and, and pray. Ask him to show you every step of the way, just like this widow woman did who is nameless, but she is a mighty woman of God. And so are you, a mighty woman or mighty man of God. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. We need him. We cannot do without the Lord and uh, in order to be successful. And the key is to spend eternity with him. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. Also, check out tzonekc.org. Learn a bit more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth some awesome skills in life skills, workforce skills, and entrepreneurship development. It is so fun. Um, and uh, please become a partner. You can do a monthly donations. Just click on the donate button. Um, we are also opening a um, boutique called Threads in Transition used gently used clothing that we'll be selling to help support the work that we're doing to keep this thing going. And I know, see, that was a shift for me <laughs> and it's God all the way. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.